I'm going to share some stuff I don't think you've ever really considered before. The Lord has been uh, downloading so much. I mean, I have the next four, five, six sermons. Uh, <laughs> but the Lord, the Lord is doing a series that's entitled More, say More, More Than a Conqueror. Say, I'm more than a conqueror. Wow, hallelujah. I'm more than a conqueror. And I'm going to show you things. So I tell you, by the time we're done with this, if you're not victorious, you just didn't come to church regular, okay? Because you're going to be able to do this. Now, the greatest illustration, I've shared this before. Some of you have heard it, but I can't find a better illustration. If some of you can find a better illustration, give me the illustration. I'll use it in some of the other sermons. What does it mean to be more more than a conqueror. I mean, if you're a conqueror, how can you be more, right? How can you be more than a conqueror? So I thought about this illustration where you've got a prize fighter who trains, you know, 24 hours. You know, he's training for days and weeks and months for this big fight. He gets in the arena. He wins the fight. They give him a check for $50 million, right? Some outrageous fun. He takes the check, and he gives it to his wife. She's not trained. She didn't fight. She didn't even drive him to the arena. She didn't fix his wounds after he got beat up. She didn't do anything, but she's got the check. She's more than a conqueror. Jesus is the conqueror. That makes you more than a conqueror. Give God praise right there. Amen. That's so good, I could quit and go home right now, and you can say you've been to church. That's how good that is. Listen, don't let the enemy lie to you. You are more than a conqueror. More, more than a conqueror. I want to go quickly to Isaiah chapter 45, and I want to look at King Cyrus as an unlikely king who became more than a conqueror. And there's some things in here that I really want to show you. And I, I know people think about the 45th president, 45th Isaiah, but I'm not going there. Okay. Thus says the Lord to his what? what? How can he be anointed? He's not Jewish. He has nothing to do with Israel. In fact, he's the one holding Israel captive. <laughs> he's the enemy of, of Israel. To Cyrus, whose right hand I have held. Can we turn the moon? To subdue nations before him and loose the armor of kings, to open before him the double doors so that the gates will not be shut. Wow, there's some good stuff here. I will go before you, make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. Uh -huh. For Jacob my servant's sake, and Israel my elect, I have even called you by your name. I have named you, though you have not known me. Oh, there's some good stuff here. I am the Lord, there is no other, there is no God besides me. I will gird you, though you have not known me. He anoints a pagan king. And, of course, Cyrus became the one, the king, the Persian king, 
that released Israel to go back to their promised land after 70 years of prosperity. Watch this. Number one, I want you to understand this. You're anointed. You may not know it. You may not need it right now. You may not feel you even deserve it. Better yet, let me say it another way. There are other people who don't know it, who don't think you deserve it, and don't think you need it. But I'm here to tell you, if you're a child of the king, I believe God has anointed you. He has anointed you. Amen. Cyrus wasn't a Jewish king. He was a Persian. But God will anoint you in the most unusual circumstances. He can anoint you when you least expect it. So I think we need to start being careful about who we say is anointed and who isn't anointed. And the Bible says, touch not mine anointed. King Saul was anointed. He disobeyed God. God took the kingdom from him, but he was still the king. He was still the king until he died. And David wouldn't touch him. Why? Because he was God's anointed. Just because you're anointed doesn't mean you're always right. Doesn't mean you're awesome. (laughs) Doesn't mean you're perfect. It just means God anointed you. Now, I want you to understand this. I want you to get this because I I just get tired of people who judge other people and say dumb things like, I don't think they're anointed. Sometimes what we call the anointing is really the performance. And if we don't perform a certain way, then you think, well, they're not anointed today. They just didn't have it today. Be careful what you say. God can anoint anybody. He can anoint anybody, anytime, anywhere, whatever he wants to do. It's not dependent on how good you are, how good looking you are. It doesn't always depend on how much you pray or what you do. He'll he'll use an old donkey if he has to. Amen. He'll anoint anybody, anywhere, anytime. You be careful how you judge people that you don't think are anointed. Oh, that pastor, he's he's not anointed. Why? Because he doesn't spit on you? We confuse anointing with volume. We confuse the anointing with passion. We confuse... You may not be operating in the anointing all the time, but you are anointed. There's a lot of things that might come into play uh, with this whole anointing thing, and I don't have time to get into all of it, but we need to be careful. Listen, how many remember when King, not that you're that old, but when King David got anointed? He was anointed king as a little boy. He was out in the field. Nobody believed that. In fact, uh, Jewish tradition believes, Jewish tra- not the Bible, but Jewish tradition says that, uh, that uh, uh, David's, Father, Jesse, suspect, it wasn't true, but he suspected that David was actually illegitimate. That's why he sent David to the back 40. He couldn't prove it, but he always suspected it. And that's Jewish tradition. That's why he wasn't there when the other sons were lined up. You see, sometimes even your own dad doesn't believe in you. Hey, man, come on. Then he sends him to the battle and, and sends him with some cheese sandwiches to the, to the battle. His brothers didn't believe in him. What are you doing here, you punk kid? You're probably illegitimate anyway. You need to get on out of here. The king didn't believe in him either. We said, well, he let him fight. Yeah, he let him fight because he knew the battle was lost and wanted somebody to blame. 
Sometimes people let you do something because they know you'll fail. And they got somebody to blame by letting you do it. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Nobody believed in David. The soldiers didn't believe. The officers didn't believe. His father didn't believe. Oh, my God. Goliath didn't believe. But every once in a while, your enemy will pop up. And that'll just start your anointing. That'll, mm, glory to God. Goliath. Sometimes your friends aren't your blessings. Sometimes your enemies are your blessings. Sometimes your enemy will, will, will click on the anointing like nothing else can. Amen. Sometimes you ought to just say, thank God for Goliath. Is anybody hearing me? Can you imagine David pouring that oil over him? By the way, when we say pouring oil, it was a hen of oil. That, that's anywhere from six to eight quarts of oil. He was anointed. If we anointed some of you that way, we'd have a carpet cleaning bill. <laughs> I mean, he just kept pouring the Quaker stayed on him. Just kept pouring six to eight quarts. Can you imagine the brothers standing by? Well, who does he think he is? I haven't seen any kingly uh, 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 qualities in him. Uh, he's just in the back 40. I don't know who he thinks he is. He's not anointed. Listen, he was anointed king, but he wasn't king. Sometimes you're anointed, but you're not there yet. So be careful how you treat people. Just because you don't think they're there yet doesn't mean they're not anointed, amen. Their Goliath is showing up, and when their Goliath shows up, they're going to be more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus the Lord. Oh, somebody help me in the house. Little Mary, 16 years old, was anointed, and fear came. Listen, sometimes when God anoints you, you get scared. Mary was anointed, and there wasn't a whole lot of good things happening to her after that. Jesus was anointed at the age of 30. He hadn't done anything before that but build cabinets. Why did God anoint somebody who hadn't done anything? It's, it takes the anointing to start something. Whew, glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Sometimes your enemy can trigger your anointing. Number two, you're anointed to defeat your enemy. Remember the verses I read? He said to loosen the armor. The enemy has a weakness. The enemy is vulnerable. And the anointing of God will release armor. He said release the armor. It's interesting in that verse, the word armor can also be translated loins. And in other words, he can undo the loins. The loins in the scripture are the reproductive parts. You know, sometimes it's not, it's not just that the enemy attacks. It's that he lays eggs and reproduces in your life. Come on, it's not just that attack, it's the attacks that come from the attacks. It's what happens after the battle, and there's another battle, and instead of one battle, you got three battles. Has anybody, anybody ever been there before? If you hadn't been there, I won't preach it, but if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you feel like you're surrounded. You feel like you're overwhelmed. But I'm here to tell you, he prepares a table in the midst of your enemies. Glory to God, amen. You're, that anointing is to, anybody have a problem with fruit flies? Just be honest. How many hate fruit flies? In the Middle Ages, they thought they just, 
They thought they came out of the fruit. They couldn't figure out where they came from. Now we know they don't come out of the fruit. Fruit flies find fruit. If you leave it, so I had all the doors and windows shut. They can get through a screen. You can open a door. All it takes is one. Literally one. It doesn't take two to produce. Do you understand? They're what's what's that called? Asexual. They they just one 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 stupid fruit fly within 24 hours can go from one to a hundred. Rapid what? Rapid reproduction. That's the devil. They will find a piece of fruit somewhere or down in your drain somewhere or on a pot somewhere. It doesn't take much. And they'll lay eggs, and within 24 hours, you got 100 gnats. 24 You ever go on vacation, you come home, and you are gnat invested. There's like 50,000 gnats in there. That's the way the enemy tries to work with us. But he said, I'll defeat his loins. I'll defeat the enemy's ability to reproduce. I'll defeat the enemy's ability to, to, to just add on and add on and add on and come against you in ways that you just feel totally overwhelmed coming at you from all sides. He said, I'm the raid. We got infested one day. You know, I bought one of those bombs. I said, Gloria, we're leaving the house for 24 hours. We're setting off a bomb. We came back. There were little ant bodies, little, little uh, fruit fly bodies all over the place. Amen. I, I'm telling you, you're anointed to set off Holy Ghost bombs. Amen. You'll defeat the enemy and all of its offspring. Give him praise if you know what I'm saying. So much in this message. I'm so excited about this message. I was preaching it in the ready room by myself, to myself, before church. Number three, we're anointed to a double portion. He said that I'll open the double doors. Do you ever try to, do you ever, how many have ever moved and you try to get that big old bed or desk or something through that single door and it won't shine? Yeah, I'll just kick the thing until it goes through. <clears throat> whatever it takes, amen. But then you remember, oh, if I go through the back patio, there's a double door. Isn't it nice when you have a double door? Now you can just walk on through and it's just fine. I'm telling you, there's a double door anointing that's coming. He said, I'm opening the double doors and no devil in hell will be able to close the double door anointing, amen. God send it for us and a double door anointing upon this church, amen. That, that door, that word door, that word gate, it literally means the jaws of a crocodile. Boy, if one of those bites you, they don't let go. But he says, I'm going to open the jaws of the, of the alligator. I'm going to open the jaws of the crocodile. Ah! I'm really relating to this since I ate alligator. I got to hurry. Genesis twenty two seventeen, it says, "Blessing I will bless you, multiplying I will multiply your descendants." Now there, now there, is what the enemy. That's the opposite of what the enemy is trying to do to you. 
I'm so glad we've been talking about this, how that it spreads from generation to generation. Amen. You go back there and read the names on the cross, but there's actually 15 people. Now, we need to update that. There's actually 15 people now in full-time ministry all over the country that have been birthed out of this church. Amen. When we meet on Sunday morning, we're not just meeting here. We're meeting down there in Louisiana. We're meeting down there in Missouri. We're meeting in Tennessee. We're meeting in Georgia. We're meeting in other parts of Ohio. Amen. This, ah, Amen. Amen. My, I get credit for that. I want my crown. Matthew 16, 18. Well, well I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Uh, as the stars of the heaven as the sand was on the seashore, that's a lot of fruit flies. And your descendants shall possess, they possess, shall possess the gates of your enemies. So what's a gate? A gate's where you come in and go out. Everything's controlled at the gate. And he says, you're going to control the gates. Matthew 16, 18, you're aware of this. I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Whew. Now, people say, well, the gate. Listen, I, this is not talking about hell coming against you. This is about you coming against the gates. You know what that scripture says? Hell has a gate to keep things in hell. But he said the gates won't prevail. You can kick against the gates and go into the gates of hell and get that promotion and get those loved ones saved and get your body healed and get your destiny and your purpose. The devil's the one trying to hold it from you, but the gates won't hold. We're anointed. If you get it, we're anointed to prosper in dark places. Anybody ever been in a dark place? Oh, Jesus. Isaiah 45, 3 and 4. Let's go back and visit this one more time so you remember it. I will give you the treasures of darkness. I didn't know darkness had anything. There's treasures in dark seasons. Oh, my God. Hidden riches. Of secret places. Why? That you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel, the God of Journey Life Center, the God of your family. Prospering. Notice he names us before we even name him. He anoints us before we even know him. And then he says there are treasures hidden in dark places. Whew, it's the pit. There's, there's riches in the pit. Remember when Joseph, he was a, symbolically anointed when he got that coat of many colors. And he was so proud of his coat. I imagine David was proud when he said, you're going to be the next king. Don't you think he strutted just a little bit? And then daddy said, all right, enough of this nonsense. Go back and take care of the sheep. You're People will say that about you. Joseph got thrown in a pit. He winds up in a palace. Had to go through a prison. Took years. Took David many years, decades, 
to realize his anointing, to walk in his anointing pit. See, we, we all love the promise. We just don't like the pit. But sometimes, maybe all the time, you have to go through the pit to get to your promise. See, the pit is the process. There's a process. Come on. Listen, I, I watched them make sausage. It ain't pretty. It's an ugly process. But I love it when I open that package of Jimmy Dean and I just break right in. Because I didn't have to see the process. If you saw how it went in there and what went in there, you wouldn't need it again. And some of us have quit on God because we didn't like the process. We gave up, turned around, went home because we didn't like the process. Some of you are still, some of you, instead of getting out of your pit, you're decorating your pit. You got your furniture in there, just moves. I guess this is where I got. Listen, don't accept that. You know what to, you know what he promised you. Amen. You may be in a pit right now, but the promise is real. Amen. You've got a process to go through. Once you get through that process, you're gonna be in the palace of somebody. Help me. See, watch this. He's the alpha. And Omega, he's the beginning, he's the end. Amen? Bible says he declares, say he declares, the end from the beginning. Do I have a scripture, Romans 8? I may have missed something, just go to it. Romans chapter 8, you know this scripture. I want to read it in, 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 the, in the Passion. Translate 28, all things work together. All things work together. Detail of our lives, process, is continually woven together to fit, say to fit, into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design. And we always get nervous about for whom he... For, for, for he knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us, predestined us from the beginning, from, say from the beginning, to share the likeness of his son. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family. We worry about predestination, but with the word, it really means God has a plan. How many would agree that time means nothing to God? I saw a sci-fi movie once where some guy got warped. And he was able to see a screenshot. All God really wants for because God knows, I believe, your names. Then i got to back up. Your name is either in the book today or not. Maybe that's scary to you because you're in the process. And you don't feel anointed in the process. You don't feel victorious in the process. But he knows how you end up. Now, you've heard people preach that before, but maybe you haven't preached it like this before. Listen, I believe what God does in your life is once he knows he has the, of course, he always knew. But once you say yes, maybe even before you say yes, he doesn't start where you're at. He starts where you end up and works backwards. To set up situations. 
He doesn't just know. He manipulates. He said, oh, God can't do that. Well, sure he can. I'm going to tell you why. Because the devil's already defeated. If the devil's already defeated, he's free to do any old thing he wants to do on planet Earth because the devil's defeated. I want you to get this because the devil is not God's adversary. We get this image that God and the devil are up there, you know, like those robots. No, no. What does the Bible say? Whose adversary is the devil? Ours. God's not fighting the devil. He already defeated the devil. But there's a war going on between you and the devil. Now, the first thing that pops into your head, follow my thinking, first thing that pops into your head is, that ain't fair. I can't defeat a supernatural being. He's been around for God knows how many thousands of years. He knows better than me. He's smarter than me. He's seen it all. How can I defeat a devil? It ain't fair. That's why God fixes it. Preacher, that can't be true. Oh, it's called grace. Grace isn't just blessing. Grace is God taking charge of your life and making sure that your yes makes it all the way to the grave. She's, she was ready to go. When I visited her and she was telling me about her funeral, there was no emotion. She was just matter of fact. I felt like I was getting a grocery list. That was, that's all. Just you know, don't do this and do that and do this. How do you die? Because God saw God. God saw that and worked his way back. He manipulated, he moved this, got this devil out of the way, punctured, made, made this happen, made push this, brought this person into your life. He kept working back, working back, working back, working back, working back until he's right where you are now. He's not, listen, he's not surprised about what's, listen, he's not just fixing your situation right now. He's already fixed your situation the day you die. That's why saints die with peace. But it's rigged. You're more than a conqueror. The process doesn't feel like it. I don't like the pit. I don't like the prison. But God wasn't surprised by it. He knew it was coming and he said, how can I use it? Thing today, I'll use it. I know they're going to fall in this pit. They're going to falsely accuse them, and they're going to go to prison. Good. It's all part of the process. Because in dark places, God hides secret treasures. Devil doesn't know they're there. He wouldn't have put you there. He doesn't know, ah, that's in that dark place. The word is a light unto my path. You may not have any other light but the Word, but the Word will lighten up a, a secret treasure. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Let me give you something else. Uh, uh, Joseph's brothers threw him in, uh, in, in the pit, right? Joseph's brothers, sometimes church people will throw you in the pit. Go ahead and admit it. Sometimes the, the adversary is not the devil. It's that church member. Listen, his brothers threw him in a pit. But I've got a question for you. Which brother was it that got him out of the pit? 
It was Judah. Praise will get you out of the pit. Amen. Praise is not a manipulation. Praise says, God, I know you're in charge of the process. I know you set me up for a miracle. I know it's going to be all right. Let's borrow a praise from your future. Bring it into your past and give him, give him all the glory. Nobody believed in David. Your pit is important. Just while you're harvesting, just drop a pile of wheat. And, and she's just walking around. She almost tripped over her. And wow, in that dark place, she found a bundle of wheat. Here's another bundle of wheat. Where's this coming from? I don't know, but hallelujah. Listen, don't despise the pit. It's the process. God uses to get you through. Am I helping any? Don't despise the process. And he's hidden. He's hidden miracles and blessings. There's doors of escape. He's done all kinds of stuff. Why? Because he started backwards in your life. Came back to you to make sure. See, he set up the day you died. Then he set up how you're going to react to, to, to the news that you got cancer. And then he backs up again, and he, he sets up a job where you can get insurance or something. He backs it up. So he just keeps backing up, setting you up, setting you up, setting you up, setting you up. He's not starting from where you are or even where you've been. He's starting where you end and works backwards. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if you've ever heard it preached, but I'm here to tell you that's how it works. It's called predestination. I'll tell you how you can defeat a supernatural. He's already defeated. Listen, if I'm going to attack France and I beat France, then France belongs to me. Right? There's going to be some underground resistance. But legally, it all belongs to me. And I can do whatever I want. Listen, the enemy's defeated. And God can do whatever he wants. Because the enemy's been legally defeated. If he's giving you a hard time, it's illegal. You need to plead the blood. How many want me to preach that one? You need to go to the court. Get your Holy Ghost advocate. Start pleading the blood. When that judge... Listen, we're talking about judging as condemning. No, I'm not talking about that kind of judge. I'm talking about a judge who makes a decision. When he puts the gavel down and says, free, you could be guilty of sin. But if that judge says you're free, you're going home a free man. And God has declared you. Sometimes you just got to tell the devil, leave me alone or I'll sick the Holy Ghost on you. I've got a document. I've got a legal document. And the document says I'm free. I can defeat you because you're defeated. It ain't about the pit. You'll get through the pit. You'll get through the prison. You'll get to your palace. Stand with me. Praise God. Oh, the pit ain't it. It's not about the pit. The pit's just the process. Whew. <sighs>